الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن يعمل من الصالحات من ذكر او انثى وهو مؤمن فلنحيينه حياه طيبه وقال تعالى ومن اعرض عن ذكري فان له معيشه ضنكا ونحشره يوم القيامه اعمى وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يزال قدم عبد يوم القيامه حتى يسال عن اربع عن عمره فيما افناه وعن شبابه فيما ابلاه وعن ماله من اين اكتسبه وفيما انفقه وعن علمه ماذا عمل فيه او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders allah taala has created us and placed us in this dunya this dunya is a passing phase we haven't come here forever nobody has lived here forever and nobody will live here forever neither was the dunya from before and nor will the dunya remain forever the dunya itself is a very temporary place and we are also here for a very temporary period of time and the entire time and duration that we are in this dunya we are like in an examination hall allah taala himself declares in the quran sharif tabarak alladhi biyadihi almulk wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir alladhi khalaqal mauta wal hayata liyabluwakum ayyukum ahsanu amala allah taala has created this life and death liyabluwakum so that he may test you Allah Ta'ala is saying that this whole system of life and death in the Quran Sharif, the tartib that is mentioned, الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاتِ That being who has created death and life. Whereas a person lives first and then he leaves his dunya, he passes away, he dies and moves on to the akhirat. But Allah Ta'ala says, الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاتِ Allah Ta'ala is that being who has created mouth death is mentioned first and then hayat one of the indications in this is that this hayat this should all the time be passed in a way that the person remembers his mouth in front of him and the person who lives this life in a way that death is in front of him he live his life correctly and to remind this person that look this life is not forever mouth is already mentioned before even life It's like before a person even opened his eyes he's been told before he even entered the world he's been told you're going to leave this world also. So don't regard this as your permanent abode. So Allah Taala has created this entire dunya and placed a person placed all of us in this dunya. This is a place of imtihan. Liyabluwakum. Liyabluwakum ayyukum ahsanu amala. In our context we can just for the sake of understanding it to test you who gets the best marks. but the best marks this is a practical examination from beginning to end this is a practical examination but a person like in that examination hall there are many restrictions in an examination hall a person is not free to do what he wants 
person is sitting there to write that examination, but he wants to start talking to somebody next to him. So he'll be warned that, look, you're not allowed to talk here. So he asks that is to talk something, is it haram? If I want to ask the person, how is he feeling, is it haram? I want to ask him that, what is the time, is it haram? So it's not haram to ask what's the time and to ask how you're feeling, but you are presently in the examination hall. So now you want to pass the examination, you follow the rules. Otherwise you will get stuck off the road. He says, but I'm feeling hungry now, I want to eat. He says, no, you'll eat after the exam is over. Now you are restricted from eating. He says, but my food, I earned it in a halal way. I grew these as things in my own yard, in my own ground. I grew them with my own hands. I planted the seed and I tended to the shrewd. There's no doubt about it being halal. So why are you stopping me from it? He says, no, you are now currently in the examination hall. So you'll have to follow the rules. See, but I'm feeling a little tired. I want to just take a little bit of a breather. I want to go and walk around. I'm going Take some fresh air outside. Since by you go take fresh air outside, you don't come back inside. Then you stay outside, you fail. So the person who understands that he is now sitting to write an examination, he understands all the rules also. And he is ready to accept all the restrictions that have been placed on him. Because he understands that in order to pass, to succeed, he will have to accept those restrictions for now. It's a temporary moment. That exam will finish off in three hours. It will finish off in four hours. Or it will be a few days. Over a few days he will write a few exams. But due to having accepted those restrictions for that period of time, for that limited period of time, he accepted those restrictions. Now comes the result that he has passed. Now when comes the result that he has passed, now he can enjoy himself. Now he's got that job, he's got that profession, he's got whatever... And now the benefits of it are all flowing along. So he already has foreseen all these benefits coming. All these great things coming behind the passing of this exam. And as a result, he is ready to undertake all the restrictions that are placed on him. All the things that he is prohibited from, though it is perfectly fine normally, but he is accepting all those restrictions. Likewise, this dunya, this is an imtihan. This is a place of test. And on the one hand, Allah Ta'ala has placed restrictions for us. This is halal, but some things are haram, so you don't touch what is haram. And at this time, you will have to do this. You will have to wake up in the morning and perform your Fajr Salah. You might be in a deep sleep, but this is part of your practical test. That where does your loyalty lie? Does your loyalty lie with Allah Ta'ala? Who is your creator, your sustainer? Allah is saying to us, that where does our loyalty lie? Does it lie with our own selves, with our nafs? Our loyalty is to Allah Ta'ala. So now, display that loyalty. Wake up and leave that bed, leave the comfort of that home. Leave everything and come to the house of Allah Ta'ala. Now the person goes back into his, starts his day in the midst of his work, in the midst of his job, in the midst of his the busy time in his business, where does the loyalty lie now? Is the loyalty to the business, is the loyalty to the things of dunya, or is the loyalty to Allah wa ta'ala? The Muslim calls out, no, the loyalty should be to Allah ta'ala. Hayya ala salah, hayya ala al-falah. You come to success now in the masjid. 
So he's being tested. He was tested Fajr time. He's being tested Zohar time and Asar time, Maghrib time, Isha time. He's just come home. He's tired. He had a long day. And he's very sleepy also. And it's a summer day. Isha is late. But he's, where is your loyalty now? You wait. You first perform your Isha Salah with Jama'ah. Then you can go and sleep. So at every step his loyalty is being tested. He's walking on the street and his eyes are being tempted. But now his loyalty lies with Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has said to him already, قُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُضُّوا مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ وَيَحْفَظُوا فُرُوجَهُمْ Say to the believing men to lower their gazes and protect their chastity. So now his loyalty is with Allah Ta'ala. Not to the desires of his nafs. So he lowers his gaze. When a person has lived this life with these restrictions, now that person in that examination hall was hungry but he bothered hunger. He really wanted to ask somebody something but he said, no, I can't do it now. He wanted to walk around to go and look at the scenery outside but he said, no, not now. Because now I'm busy writing the exam. So he made sabr. But then the reward of that sabr came that when he passed the exam, he got that job, he got that profession, whatever else. So likewise, this dunya, a person made suffer on all the temptations of dunya. He remained loyal to Allah wa ta'ala. And the time now finally came when the results come. The results will come, the results will come on the day of Qiyamat. Allah ta'ala describes the scene of Qiyamat. That those who will be the person who will be given his book of deeds in his right hand, which will be a sign of having passed already. Now he will see, mashallah, what wonderful results he's got. Like that person now got his report, and he sees all distinctions there, and he's running from this person to that person. Look at my report. And if he's not, if he doesn't have the himmat to tell somebody, look at it, then he'll keep it sticking out of his top pocket. Maybe somebody will see what's sticking out and ask him, what's that? So he'll get an opportunity to take it out and show you them. This is my report. I got all distinctions. Now he is elated. Allah says, I knew I will inshallah receive this kind of result. Why? Because he made sabr in dunya. He didn't obey his nafs. He didn't obey the desires that may take him away from Allah Ta'ala. إِنِّي ظَنَنْتُ أَنِّي مُلَاقٍ حِسَابِيَا فَهُوَ فِي عِيشَةٍ رَاضِيَا فِي جَنَّةٍ عَالِيَا قُطُوفُهَا دَانِيَا كُلُوا وَشْرَبُوا هَنِيئًا بِمَا أَسْلَفْتُمْ فِي الْأَيَّامِ الْخَالِيَا Now he's given the glad tidings. That you are now going to be in perpetual happiness, perpetual joy. Dunya after passing that exam, after getting that result, after the person getting all that he desired, still sometimes he doesn't get anywhere. And dunya, Allah Ta'ala has described in the Qur'an Sharif, وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ That this dunya is merely a deception. It promises a person so much that you work for me, you study hard, you work hard, and I will give you back this, and I will give you back that, and I will be with you, and I will give you this comfort, and this pleasure, and this leisure. And the person gets that, and suddenly that is meaningless to him. He wants something else. And then when he gets that, that after a while becomes meaningless to him. One person, his son had graduated as a doctor or some profession he had completed. 
So now he was a person himself very highly in some authority, government authority, so he held a big function and invited all the dignitaries, high class people. And all these high class people now because he's in that kind of circles. So this huge function he had now that his son graduated. Now after this whole whatever everything was happening and then he gave a little small speech and so on, you know, how much I sacrificed so that my son today could now graduate and whatever else. And then he said, I have some gift to give my son now in the presence of everybody. So then he called, the son was called forward, of this newly qualified graduated doctor, he was called forward and he was given this one very nicely wrapped gift. He says, I will also request him to open the gift now. Now in front of this whole gathering, all these dignitaries and all high class people sitting there now, he's being asked to open it, so he can't even refuse to. So he starts opening it, one ribbon, another ribbon, and then one gift wrap and another one, and then the box, and that too all sealed. And then finally after he gets after so much of unwrapping and everybody is waiting in anticipation, this must be really something. This person, how much he must have spent to get his son educated and make him a doctor. Now on the graduating, graduation is giving him a gift. That must be really something. So now everybody is, he himself is wondering what is this going to be and everybody is waiting to see. Eventually when everything is unwrapped, from inside one old child's toy comes. Everybody looked at it, what's going on here. First everybody was a little stunned and then everybody burst out laughing. And now this graduated, newly graduated doctor is holding this little children, child's toy in his hand and he's feeling very embarrassed. But now nobody realized or could figure out what really the whole point was. But anybody, everybody had a good laugh about it. This bichara put his head down, just made it look like he also enjoyed the joke. But he was very, very embarrassed and he quietly put it and went away. In any case, the function finished off. Everybody went their own ways and he also came home came home, his father came home also, he sits down and he says to his father, what did you do to me today? In that gathering of all these dignitaries and all these high class people, and then my function, it was supposed to be my celebration, and you embarrassed me on stage like this. What was the point in all this? So the father says to him, you see that what was given to you, when you were whatever age, two years old, three years old, then you demanded that you wanted this particular toy. At that time, it was not even easy to give it to you. We didn't have the means to give it to you. You wanted to buy it, have it bought for you, but we didn't have the means. Then it was not even something suitable for you at that time. But you would not take a no for an answer. At that age of three, four years, whatever it might have been, you cried, you screamed, this had become your whole dunya. And it was as if that if you didn't get this, you would die. You were dying for this. And it came to such a point that we had to actually borrow whatever we had to do. But in some way or the other, we had to get this for you. So finally we got it for you and gave it to you. So at one time in your life, this was something that you were dying for. Without this, you couldn't carry on living. And today, the same thing is given to you, it became a source of embarrassment for you. This was the lesson I was trying to teach you. That don't attach your heart to the things around you, 
because today it might be something that you can't do without in your mind. Tomorrow you'll be embarrassed about the same thing. Tomorrow you yourself might be ashamed that you cried for it. Now this is the reality of dunya. That today a person is very very thrilled about the dunya he has. Allah forbid if that dunya didn't come in the way Allah Ta'ala has commanded. Then this itself will become a source of shame on the day of Qiyamah. Let alone on the day of Qiyamah, sometimes in dunya already. It becomes a source of great embarrassment, of shame. It becomes a source of problems and difficulties. It becomes a source of every hardship that a person can imagine. Allah says, those who turn their backs on our remembrance, on our obedience, then we'll give them a straightened life in dunya, difficult life, despite whatever they might have. Fir'aun, Qarun, Haman, what they didn't have, but their lives became a very miserable life. This message only was given that this child is going to be born <coughs> who will one day destroy Firam. But his entire peace went away. Such a mighty king. Now, any child, you see, perhaps is this the child. Any woman is now expecting a child, perhaps that's the child that is going to be born. Day or night, the peace is gone. Allah Ta'ala has a qudra to take the peace out of it. Person has got all the dunya, has got kingdom. But Allah took the peace out of it. That itminan went away. Now this is the entire message and the lesson for us that we have been given in these ayat of the Quran Sharif. Allah Ta'ala says, whoever does righteous actions, he has a'mal saliha with iman. Iman and a'mal saliha, both side by side. In the Qur'an Sharif, throughout the Qur'an Sharif, you'll find Iman, Amal Saliha. It is not that a person can neglect the Amal Saliha and expect direct entry to Jannah. So Iman and Amal Saliha, the person who has both these in his life, Allah Ta'ala is promising, فَلَنُحْيَنَّهُ حَيَاتًا طَيِّبًا We will give him Hayate Tayyiba. We will give him a life of peace, of serenity, of sukoon, a pure life. A life that will... Even if he is sometimes experiencing some difficulties of dunya, his heart will be content with Allah Ta'ala. Even if his life is sometimes a life of illness, Ayyub he had the kind of illness which perhaps nobody in dunya had. But with all that, his heart was at peace with Allah Ta'ala. The kind of hunger and starvation that Nabi Islam underwent, the Sahaba Ikram underwent, that perhaps somebody or the other in the world now and then might be getting some fraction of it. But with all that, they were total peace with Allah. So the halat and the conditions of dunya will keep changing. Today is something, tomorrow is something else. But the person whose heart is attached to Allah, then in all these halat he is at peace. In all these halat his heart is content. Though physically he might be in pain, his heart is still with Allah. But now when will this come? This will come with Iman and Amal Saliha. And this is what we have to keep making an effort upon ourselves, our families, the entire Ummah. To bring alive this reality of Iman, to bring alive the Amal Saliha. That this is what we have to connect ourselves with. Allah Ta'ala has the treasures of everything in His control. The treasures of peace, the treasures of prosperity, 
the treasures of health, the treasures of izzat, everything is the control of Allah Ta'ala. And likewise the opposite. That too is in the control of Allah Ta'ala. Poverty, the treasures of poverty also are in the control of Allah Ta'ala. The treasures of hardship also in the control of Allah Ta'ala. Qulillahumma malikal mulk, tu'til mulka man tasha, wa tanzi'ul mulka mimman tasha, wa tu'izzu man tasha, wa tuzillu man tasha, biyadikal khair, innaka ala kulli shayin qadir. Everything in the control of Allah Ta'ala. Kingdom in the control of Allah Ta'ala. He gives who he wants. He snatches it away from who he wants. Honor in the control of Allah Ta'ala. And disgrace also in the control of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala gives to who he wants and takes from who he wants. Everything is in his control. Insan has been told that all these things Allah Ta'ala has provided, you connect it to the right place. You have wealth, you connect that wealth to the treasure of Allah Ta'ala where peace comes from. A person from the village never had seen running water before, meaning water on tap. He had never seen it. He was living in a rural place. And for the first time he came to some little town or city or whatever. And when he came there, he suddenly saw something strange. There was something stuck on a wall. The person opened it. He turned the handle on top. Suddenly there was water. Now he knows in his little village and town, he has to, village, he has to go all the way to the river or somewhere to the well or the stream to go and fetch water. And here this person turned this little knob on top and water came. So he found out that, where did you get this? He said, no, well, this shop down the road was a hardware store. So he went there, he says, that one on the wall there was small, I want a big one. So they gave him a big tap. So he says, I'm going to go and show the people back home. So he came home, and as that was on the wall, he came and stuck the step on the wall. And then he called the whole town, all the people of the village, he called them together. Come and see what I'm going to show you. Bring your buckets and come. Everybody come and, you don't have to go all the way to the river now. And he opened that tap and he carried on opening and turning and turning, but what's going to come? Because he's not connected. It's not connected to the pipeline that is linked to the reservoir. He has to connect it to the pipeline that is linked to the reservoir. Now he'll open a small tap also, the water will come. Now he's got a massive tap, but it's connected nowhere. It's connected just on the wall. And if he connects the tap to a place that, for example, a petrol tanker, then you get petrol coming out of it. And if there's some fire somewhere close by, it'll cause an explosion. And if you connect it to some milk tanker that's carrying milk, you'll get milk out of it. It depends where he connects it. So likewise, if a person connects himself to the pipeline by means of amal salihah to the pipeline of those treasures of Allah Ta'ala that bring along all the goodness, bring along peace and happiness, bring along prosperity, bring along that purity of life, then he'll get that. That wealth, he earned it in the way Allah Ta'ala has commanded. And he's using it in the way Allah Ta'ala has commanded. And he's using it in the cause of deen. So now he's connecting this wealth to the pipeline of Rahmat. And now he's connected to the pipeline of Rahmat, the Rahmat will come through. But he's earning it in a haram way. Or he's using it in a haram way. He's spending it in sinful sources, in sinful avenues. So now he's connecting this wealth to that pipeline that brings down azab. Then despite what the quantity might be, it'll keep bringing misery. It depends where he's connecting it. 
So this is the whole lesson of deen. That we connect ourselves to the khazana and the treasures of Allah wa ta'ala that bring rahmat for ourselves, rahmat for the entire ummah. And this is the whole, whole maqsad and the objective of all the work of deen. That to attach our own hearts to Allah Ta'ala. <coughs> attach ourselves first and foremost to Allah Ta'ala. That everything, in the days of qurbani, and the same lesson comes to us in qurbani also. قُلْ إِنَّ salati wa nusuki wa mahyaya wa mamati lillahi rabbil alameen. My salah, my ibadat, my entire living and dying, Anything and everything. Lillahi Rabbil Alameen. For Allah Ta'ala alone. My every word will be weighed and measured. It will be weighed in the scale of justice. That on the day of Qiyamah, how will this fare? On which side of the scale it will come out? It will be measured to see that is it coming out through ikhlas and sincerity or is coming out through my nafs? Every gaze will be weighed and measured that is this going to earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala or is it going to draw the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala every step that a person takes will be something that he will first think about is this step taking me closer to Allah Ta'ala or taking me towards the direction of nafs and shaitan so everything my living and my dying for Allah Ta'ala alone that is the whole purpose of every, every aspect of deen, every effort of deen, to connect ourselves to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala and make an effort on one and all to connect each one to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. That when this becomes the reality, that we get connected to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, then this test and examination that we are in will pass this test in dunya, will pass this test in qabr, and then the everlasting rewards of it in akhirat. Then it is for the person who has passed this test, what Allah Ta'ala has promised, أَعَدَدْتُ لِعِبَادِيَ الصَّالِحِينَ مَا لَا عِينٌ رَأَتْ وَلَا أُذُنٌ سَمِعَتْ وَلَا خَطَرَ عَلَى قَلْبِ بَشَرٍ Allah Ta'ala says in a hadith Qudsi, I have prepared for my servants who passed the exam. أَعَدَدْتُ لِعِبَادِيَ الصَّالِحِينَ My righteous servants. Those who passed the test. In passing the test, they had to make some sabr. They had to bear the restrictions. Like that person in the examination hall. But now they pass the test, for them is what no eye has seen. No eye has ever seen the type of bounties that will be blessed to the Jannatis. And neither has any ear ever heard about it. And nor can ever any heart even ever imagine it. That is what Allah Ta'ala has got in store for His pious servants. So this dunya is a very very temporary place. And therefore we have to spend this time that we have in dunya Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with. That in whatever a person is doing, that in all these things his akhirat is in front of him. And the preparation of his akhirat is all the time in front of him. Otherwise, that moment will come, Allah knows best at which moment. It might come just at any moment. One person had an opportunity to talk to Malakul Maut, whether it was in a dream or whatever. So he said, look, I am making a deal with you. That before you come to me, you're going to give me a warning sign. You're going to give me a, in, some notice. He said, very well, I'll give you a notice. So in any case, suddenly the person, suddenly Malakul Maut appeared in front of him. He says, but I had this agreement with you. You'll give me notice beforehand. And you came without notice. 
He says, no, I gave you notice. He says, no, you didn't give me any notice. No, I gave you notice. What notice you gave me? He says, I came to your neighbor's house not long ago. That was one notice for you. I came to your relative's house. That was a notice for you. I came to so-and-so's house, who you knew very well, who was so close to you, who was such a healthy and fit person. That was a notice to you. Every time that you felt some ache and pain, there was a notice to you. In one hadith sharif it comes, the white hair is a notice. As the person now gets older, every, every day is a notice. Every moment is a notice. So all these notices are being given to us all the time. But, Agah apni maut se koi bashar nahi, saman saw baras ka pal ki khabar nahi. That a person doesn't know when this moment will come. He's got already provisions for a hundred years, but you don't know what's going to happen the next moment. The next moment might be already, be already gone from dunya. So before that time comes, this is an examination. We have to prepare for ourselves, we have to prepare for our families, help them to prepare. We have to help one and all, every person in the ummah. We have to make an effort to pass this message on, remind ourselves, remind everybody. For that is all these ichtimas that take place for no other purpose. <coughs> to remind us. This is reminder. And Allah Ta'ala wants us to keep reminding. وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَ تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ ذَكِّرْ In Arabic this is derived, this is a verb that is, is a technical thing, an imperative verb which is derived from what is known as the mudari. Now those who have studied Arabic would understand that what is in this verb is something that is continuous. وَذَكِّرْ Continuously remind. فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَ تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Because this reminder tanfa, It keeps benefiting. Not that it's benefit finishes off. It keeps benefiting the believers. So this is the reminder. We have to remind ourselves, we have to remind one and all. And for that is all these ishtimas that take place, the talim that takes place in our masjids, the gush that takes place, all the work that takes place, the madaris, the talim that takes place in the madaris, and whatever other forms of efforts of deen are taking place in the line of haq, all this is a reminder for us. And all this is to connect us to Allah wa ta'ala, and to connect the entire ummah to Allah ta'ala. So for this inshallah, this ishtima too is already announced to be taking place. We are all from aware of the details. But now is the time to start putting our shoulders also to the wheel as they say. And to remind one and all that this is for us, this is something we all should be part of and we all should be taking the maximum benefit from it and also in helping one another to take the maximum benefit. So inshallah in this regard there will be some tartib that will be discussed. We all should be ready for this inshallah.